likes that. <laughs> Alright. Here I know. Oh, na, 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 na. Good evening, welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Dallin Thoma Dela, Mr. Energy himself. Oh my goodness, can I tell you it's another beautiful day down here in South Florida. I feel like I tell you guys this every week, but you know what? It's South Florida. Almost every day is beautiful. It is, listen, it is March 29th, we're coming down to the end of the month, it is just about 82 degrees out here, and we got a whole lot to talk about, I mean, we got, we got players on the move, we got some new kids on the block, we got ODB acting like he's back on the block, we got a bunch of players that's getting back in the corner, and the NFL draft looms as teams try to find a corner store, but you already know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. He, he look like a man. No, 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 that's not what happens there at all. <laughs> Damn you. What What does he do? What do you do? You play to win the game. There we go. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. And can I tell you guys, I've missed you. I've 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 missed you. Like 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 you miss your boo after like she slept over for like three straight days, and all of a sudden she don't sleep over that one day, and you go over looking for that looking for that phantom figure to to to, to, to nuzzle with, you know, and you really can't sleep for, for for a couple of days because you're so used to that body being there. That's the kind of that's the kind of missing you that I'm going through here right now. That's the kind of missing I'm first going through. So. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some basketball because I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. March Madness has been bananas, completely bananas. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't watched a lot, which is very odd because normally I come on here. For, for almost three years now, for three straight years now, I've come on here and I told you guys that you know what? I'm not really, I'm not really a, a college sports per- kind of guy. I'm not really a college football kind of guy. I'm not really a college basketball kind of guy. And yet, every year, you saw me here sitting down, watching the tournaments, figuring out what was going wrong, looking at prospects, trying to see who was gonna make it. You know, watching all these people talk about these, all of these Cinderella stories, just to have these, all these Cinderella stories go bouncing in the first or second round. So normally I watch, 
And normally it's filled with all of these blue bud teams, the Kansases, the Kentuckys, the Dukes, the Villanuevas, the, the Virginias, the, 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 you know, like all these teams that, that, are, that are kind of just always there. But this year, this year, there's been actual intrigue. There has been actual madness. This is why I have to come here and be and I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Because March Madness was really maddening, and I didn't watch this year. The few years I did, I one of the few years I didn't watch. Now, not for nothing. And one half of the bracket, as you guys know, the bracket is, is broken into four different divisions: North, East, South, and West. So one half of the bracket, it could be north, south, north, east, northwest, you know, or it could be one safe corner of the Brazil. So it's not between me and a couple of my Brazilian friends and one Puerto Rican. <laughs> but the one half of the bracket, the Blue Bloods are the teams that, that you expect to win. You know, as people say, oh, I go, ch I went, I went chalk. I, I, I kind of went chalk. But the people that kind of went chalk, half of your bracket is looking really, really good. Half of your bracket is looking like you learned something in kindergarten. The other half, though, looks like you can't play well with others. One half. We got number one seed, Villanueva, going up against number one seed. Kansas And we're gonna put a poll out there pretty soon Actually, I think we started it actually Of who we think is gonna win the national championship game Because by the time we come back next week The final four would have been decided The national championship is right around the corner Right after that So that's one half of the field Villanueva and Kansas second half the second half is where you get the upsets you get the guy going out in the second round by knockout that you, that you thought was gonna go uh, was gonna be able to go the distance this is where I have to tell you I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad because you have a school like Lower Chicago that in the first round, they beat a three seed in Tennessee. And and this is the more surprising of them. You beat the number three seed in Tennessee. Follow that up by the defeat of the number seven seed in Nevada. Follow that up by a defeat of a number nine seed in KSU. And who do you think that Chicago has to look across from? Who do you think that this Lowry team? So what do they call it? The, the, the Lowry Rampage? Has to go up against. Is it, is it another 11 seed like themselves? Is it somebody close to double digits? No, 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 no. This has continued to be a difficult path for them. This team has 
displayed some extraterrestrial godlike assistance in in the way they've won games they have a well-aged nun that is at their games almost like an honorary mascot that coaches that that coaches about for for praise for them and 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 roots for them and eggs them on but they go up against Michigan 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 home of the Fab Five a team that had the lights of Jawan Howard Chris Webber and Jalen Rose a Jalen Rose that now has a grandmother that also is a hundred years old that is also rooting for her Michigan team so at the same time that we have just a clash of teams and a clash of non-number ones and a clash of individuals that we just kind of thought hey you know what we did not expect you to be here at this particular time well you know what they're here a three seed versus an 11 seed and on the other half a one seed versus a one seed I feel like on one side or on either side you you can't you can't lose in how you look at this because in one half of the bracket you're getting every re- everything that you always want right if you're 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 a bandwagon fan you know or if, or if, or if you're here for the drama if you're here for the spectacle in one half of this field you get the madness. You 100% get the madness. You get the chaos. You get the Cinderella stories. But at the same time, if you're about purity of the sport, oh, the Blue Buds are going to win, and the top dogs should be the top dogs. And listen, if it ain't Kansas or Kentucky, bruh, I just don't want to see it. Then you know what? You get that. Number one seed, Villanueva. Number one seed, Kansas. And then you get the perfect blend. Because you know what? It's not like number one Villanueva is going up against the number 11 seed. Or Kansas is going up against Michigan. The number one seed versus the three seed. And you have a chance for them to, to cancel each other out. No. The one and one seed, they're going to play each other. So only one of them are going to advance. The 11, the 11 and three seed, one of them are going to advance. So either way... We're going to have a story. We're going to get a story. Some kind of story that leads to more than just basketball. And that's why I got to tell you. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. It's not the fact that there's an 11 seed in there. It's not the fact that there's a 3 seed in there. It's the fact that it's the first year I missed it. I, I, out of all these years, I, w- I was right there. Like, I, I don't know what happened. Like, I, I, just, I, you know what? I, I, I don't want to dwell on this. It's gonna make me depressed. It's gonna make me upset. So let's 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 just, let's just let's just keep moving on because, you know, we we gotta get some of some addition by attraction. First of all, first of all. First things first. There are two additional 
football leagues per se coming around. Now, I think you said two. I, I, I know you're saying that two. Like, wait a minute. I knew about one. Yeah, because we talked about one. We talked about one. And, and, and let me give you a history on this one, right? Because you have to understand how this comes about. You have to understand the underminingly dastardliness of what's going on. What, what, of what's going on over here, sir. You understand what I mean? I said. The XFL made an announcement a couple weeks ago. Let's call it maybe like three weeks ago. That they were coming back. What do you mean by back? If you don't know the xfl the extreme football league was another league that came out after the nfl or during the nfl time about 20 years ago they came out they made this try had one year wasn't quite the product that people thought it was going to be it was it was very in your face as far as it got you as close to the action as possible i'm we're talking about interviews in between plays celebration Cheerleaders, cocaine, smack, sex, drugs, and entertainment, basically, is what we saw. And they fizz, they fizzed out after one year. And then fast forward to where Callan Kaepernick takes a knee. Papa John pulls and pulls their endorsement, and half of the country goes crazy because. Half of, because half of the half believe that these 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 players, these athletes, were disrespecting the flag and the troops and all this other stuff that they said it wasn't. And the other half of the half, so basically the other, the other quarter, believed that these athletes. Are, are acting as if they are the ones that are being oppressed and they need to stop acting so entitled. Yes, actually come out of the mouth of people that they need to stop acting so entitled as if they're being impressed, they're being paid million dollars. Completely understanding the cause that they were fighting for and I had to try to, dis to, to tell it to this person and then at, at the end of the conversation all they could really say, well, I just kind of like, I don't, I don't like them doing during the national anthem. So first he went from, he thought that they were being, they, they were acting like, Entitled crybabies because they weren't the ones that 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 the injustice that they were standing for was happening to because obviously he's missing that he's missing the reason why they were doing it to migrate into the fact that it was he doesn't like how they're doing it. I don't want to get too sidetracked, but we move forward and we and you know what before we move forward, let's go ahead. And honor a couple of these sponsors that we have. We're going to go into a quick sponsor recognition. And we'll come back. The Mighty Sports Podcast on MightyRadio.net, MightySports.net, TuneIn Radio, and 247Miami.tv. Let me put you in the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money, 
and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. Yup. 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 And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Once again, I'm still your host, Alan Tomatella. I do appreciate you guys listening. Like, 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 like. Natasha Preston. I appreciate you. Listening. Showing me love. We see you. You are appreciated. By the folks here at MightySports.net. Mighty Radio and the whole Mighty Universe. Yeah. I'll give you special shout outs like that, you know, or embarrass you, depending on how you take it. I'm eh, hoping not being embarrassed, Natasha. Yeah, Natasha, that name, ah, reminds me of a girl that I once knew. <sighs> Lovely piece of brown sugar. Brown sugar, babe. I get high off of love, I don't know how to behave. Whew, got me taking my wife beetle off. Let me put it back down. Let me put it back down and get back into these sports so let's be talking about the xfl and their initial and their initial footprints into this in, into the world of sports so they tried this 20 years ago they made a splash came up for one year nothing really happened one person you remember out of there called he hate me that's really about it they're really in your face they're really gritty they, they, were, they were as close to the action as possible trying to get you as much player interaction as possible trying to be as opposite as what the nfl was and now we fast forward to now the nfl trying to clean up their act and going you know and the players protesting and half of the people just completely taking it the wrong way right the act the and, and, and as you said sponsors pulling their deals like papa john's but in the midst of that what the dynamics also showed was that there was a niche or there was a space that was is is allowed and it's carved out for football that where football if if you can put another product on the field you can steal this spot you can give the people what they want what the american people technically want and that is more football as football continues to op- to be the number one selling product in america when it is aired when it is on when it is doing its thug fizzle in many different platforms from the way they advertise from the way it's engaged to the way it's watched to the way it's intended attended so somebody fig- some really smart people figured that there was a place for this One of those smart people happened to be one half of the former XFL owners, Vince McMahon. Now, 
This is going to be really bad. Because the other owner, I don't know his name. Which is kind of important, but we'll get to that. I mean, you, may get, you, guys, you guys may have to look this part up. Vince McMahon comes out three weeks ago and he mentions the XFL is returning. He's bringing it back. You will stand for the national anthem. There will be no drugs. There will be no domestic violence. We won't tolerate that. We're going to give you the wholesome football that America is pleading for. That America started to plead for very more recently during this protest. Because football has somehow been some kind of pure game as if Lawrence Taylor wasn't using a chainsaw to cut somebody's car in half and then going back inside and doing an eight ball of cocaine off of a stripper's titties. Just say it. That's the kind of football I grew up with. So the, the kind of football that when you watched it, it put hair on your chest like the whiskey your grandfather drank. <laughs> but no, we're somewhere else now. And the XFL figured that they can get that niche market. Do they know exactly when they're gonna when they, when they, when they gonna launch? No, somewhere in 2020. Do they have any endorsement, any television deals? No, because what they figured out more than anything else, like Vince McMahon has, is that you can sell this per subscription through a network that you may own yourself and just watch as it gets aired and rewatched and re-eared and rewatched, and you get those clicks and those likes and your likes and your clicks. See, Vince is also dependent on the fact that he is also gonna not only grasp a, a portion of the football community that wants to see a different side of football or just football, period. He's also helping or hoping that he can grasp the millions and millions of WWE fans that he already has. Which is which is which is interesting, which is which is an interesting which is an interesting directive to come which is an interesting angle to come at when it comes to I guess trying to get football. But then out of nowhere eh to Brutus. I told you originally Vince McMahon had a partner in the, in the, the very first time he launched his XFL. Well, that partner had a son. And that partner's son said, you know what, Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, you know, I'm going to tell you what he did. I'm going to tell you what he did. Vince McMahon came down the arena of his very own wrestling platform like he does arms failing down doing his big cockiness he came out to the middle of the ring and he was getting ready to give one of his memorable speeches and right in the middle here comes the son of the guy that he originally opened up the XFL with Interrupted with his entrance music and saying, Oh, no, 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 slow down, pops. 
before you can drop the XFL, we are going to drop our own football organization. And I specifically said football organization because they specifically said that they weren't a league. What they are are the American Alliance of Football. Yes, let me say that for you one more time. The American Alliance of Football. The AAF. Not a league. And when are they gonna drop? They're gonna drop in 2019. XFL was gonna drop in 2020, they're gonna drop in 2019. And who does the U the AAF have? Well, they have guys like Troy. I'm sorry, it's the Lions. I said American Lions football. It's the Lions of American football. And they have guys like Troy Palomaro helping them put this league together because what they want more than anything else is the players to get back into the interaction of the sport, into the game that they play and they love to play. He has guys like Heinz Wards, Justin Tuck, Bill Polia is also on this committee of former players. Now, one of the more interesting things that I heard he say is that they're gonna help speed up the game, right? They're gonna help speed up the game of football. And they said, well, how are you gonna help speed up the game of football? They said, well, we're gonna go to a shorter play clock. That's gonna be the first thing. And then we're also gonna get shorter, we're also gonna have less commercials. And obviously, the way that we are taught, the way that we are raised, the way that we know things to be that if you want to get paid, you need to get advertising money and those advertising money generally needs to come in some kind of form of commercials. But that was very quickly contradicted by the son, as you call him now, the, the founder of the AAF. Well, he said, no, that is an antiquated way of thinking, of thinking that you have to cut to a commercial, which it is. Because think about this, right? Think about this, right? If you're tired of thinking about what to do on a Friday, again, stop your worry and stop thinking. Head down to Capone's Nightclub where you'll find my friend, my good, 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 good friend, DJ Scepter Mixer in the lounge room. So you can start dancing and start drinking. So let me tell you again. If you're stuck ever trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again, stop worrying and stop thinking. Just head down to Capone's nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find my good friend DJ Scepter. Also the same DJ Scepter that you can also catch DJ in the Miami Heat games. But you'll catch him there mixing in the lounge. And you want, the reason why you're going there so you can start dancing and start drinking. I understand some of you may be an introvert. So you might want to start drinking so you can start dancing. But listen, whatever you do, you make sure you do this every single Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your sag. It's going down at Capone's. But wait, there's more. If you ever try to figure out what to do on a Wednesday or yeah, last night, listen, you can head down to, D you can find DJ Seth at O'Malley's. He's there from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Listen, if you're trying to figure out what to do on a Thursday, I believe you can catch DJ Seth. Nope, no, sorry. He is no longer. He is no longer. He is no longer at Tijuana Taxis. That now is DJ Bass. DJ Rob. Back to DJ Scepter. So listen, DJ Scepter is playing everywhere that you want to be. Whether it's birth birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, kinsinators, bachelor, bachelorette parties, the Miami Heat, spring break, office parties. Listen, DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. 
And for reservations, just go to bookings at djsepta.com. That's B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djsepta.com. So what we were saying is that, but the way that they explained this now, very very quickly made a sense that you don't have to actually break away from a commercial to actually do a commercial. You can have a live read the way we just did it right then and there. And those live live reads actually those actually count as commercials. Not only do they count as commercials, you know what they also help do? They also help pay that broadcast team. Yeah, so when you see like guys like for instance if you guys are on big morning show you know, fans or whatever. Those guys like on Green and Gongolicky every time they read one of those deer commercials or 1-800-Flower commercials. Yeah, that's an extra $100 for them. Extra $250. Add it on to their, accept a little paycheck for them. So it helps, it helps with the broadcast team. That's how they're going to get, I guess, their real money. Because I guess that portion is going to be based off of their talent. So all talent gets paid across the board. And with that you get less commercial. So now when you have a 30 second play clock, real quick, you know, or somebody has called a timeout, then you go to a quick read. You know what? It takes it back to the pure essence of the game. Because you know what happens when you're, when you're, when you're not on national television like that and you don't have a commercial to cut through? When, 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 you're, when you're just doing this at, at somebody's booth in, in the middle of a field somewhere? Guess what you're doing? You're reading your commercials. You're reading your live reads. You're doing that yourself. They're going back to that. But that thought also made me realize something. I, just, I don't know what you guys just realized. I just did something that helped me get to be able to push through this commercial so we don't have to really take a break right now. Something that it also made me realize is that they may also take the UFC approach. Where the UFC has realized, and you're starting to realize this now in boxing as well too. But you're starting to realize that, you know what? It's very, 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 very hard. That's just why you see all this extra advertising all over boxing and 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 it comes to fight it. It's very hard to get a commercial break in when it when it's a quick one a quick sixty second break in between rounds. It's very hard, very very hard. This is why these things are normally pay per views because you can't get the advertisers to break in between. But that's because they've had an antiquated, archaic way of thinking this whole entire time. Oh, we're gonna get to how the UFC is doing this now. Like I said, it was, it was completely, it was, it was, it completely blew my mind once I, once I realized, holy crap, the angle that they could possibly take in to get commercials in there, is that now you have these picture-in-picture picture commercials, where the fight in between the matches gets very small, and what happens on the side, you see a Decate commercial off to the side, or you see what's their clothing line, what's their clothing line? Not Under Armour, not Under Armour, but Tap Out. You see a quick Tap Out commercial. Or you see an energy drink commercial, or you you know you you see it you you see that moved over to the side real quick for a picture in picture, and if they're speaking the way that I'm assuming that they're speaking, this is how they get their commercial breaks in there. So now instead of having because listen, there's something I've been telling people for a very long time, for a very 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 long time. Football is kind of made for television. And the red zone has, is made for today's way of consumption. Because I've gone to football games. I go to football games. I, I will go to a football game pretty soon. Probably this Saturday. Shout out to the Hollywood Browns. I'm coming to check, you know, as always, I come check you guys out in the, in the, in the cut. You know, 
Let's let you guys know that like, I feel a little disrespected from the way you guys treated me. But you know what? I don't hold grudges. I look at everything as an opportunity. That's because you have treated me this one certain way. Doesn't mean that I will treat you the same way. You will still get as much love as you will get here on my tsports.net. No matter radio station, because you know what? You deserve it. You guys are two-time champions. But you know what? Me and you, we got some talkings to do. So I was very, very, very interested in the way he presented, the way you could do commercials. Because the picture in picture now just speeds things up. Because And it speeds things up to an, to an extent. Because like I said, football games are generally boring. There, there's a lot of stoppage in football games. You don't realize that football games has a lot of moments. And if played right... Football games has a lot of highlight moments, and that's what you have in football. You just have a lot of moments, because basically what you have is that you have a bunch of guys, and they line up, and they do nothing for about 20 seconds. Then there's a whole bunch of action, and done is, is, is done for about, in, in about seven seconds. And then you get a whole bunch of people that line up, and they do nothing for about 30 seconds. And you just kind of sit there. And it gets poor. Now, and 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 part of it, and part of it, part of it, part of it, part of it too. It's kind of how the game is built, because just think how you have to go through emotionally that you get that quick seven seconds, ah, and then nothing for thirty, and then you go looking. It's, 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 it's almost like it's almost it's almost like a fiend chasing a high, right? Is that now you go back and you and you and you're looking for that for that fix again and the next play is an incompletion. And now you're like, Ugh. and now things are starting in a drag. And then the next play is a one is a is a two yard run. And now you're like, Ugh. and now you're sitting at third and eight. And now, okay. Now you get anticipation. This should be some kind of big play. And then you get what of a conservative play. Oh, you get a done and then you just sit in there, especially if you're rooting for a team. Then you just kind of sit and you're like, okay, nothing left. And then they kick the ball off. And you get a moment of excitement. And then there's nothing. And then the, now the other team has the ball. And now you're hoping that your defense can do something. And then you get seven seconds of action and you hope your defense can do anything. And then you realize, nope, they just kind of got burnt for 20. And then you realize, oh, they got a nice little stop for two yards. But it was kind of boring still because it was on a you know, little quick run. Then it was an outlaw passing, like, okay, good tackle, good tackle. So sometimes you get a little bit more excited about the, about the defensive plays because you're like, okay, at least it's reactionary to offensive plays. But, it, man, football could be such a drag. I don't think half the people realize this. I don't think half the people realize how slow of a game football is. So any way that you can find to speed these things up, that, that, my friends, it's a blessing. And, you know, I got to find a way to shorten these things up because we're still over here first at... Of all, first of all, first things first. Odell Beckham. And also, can I tell you that they were going to get money from fantasy? Yes, they saw all the money that was, that was being generated from fantasy football. And they said, if we can get this money for three months, we'll be alright. So. <laughs> first of all, first of all. First things first. <sighs> Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. Now, as you guys know, I am not in the business of defending Odell Beckham Jr. 
what I am in the business of is making sure that fairness is applied when I'm not applying it in jest. Obviously. And I found it very interesting. Very, 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 very interesting. And I and I don't even realize if, if how much how many people realize that there's a there's a social economic dynamic to this as well. <clears throat> of how this video has popped up about Odell Beckham Jr. And granted, listen, I'm not a fan of it. Right? If he's on my team, I want the guy out of there. I want us to get as many assets for him as possible. I'm like, listen, we don't want it in there. You, listen, he he eventually ends up being a cancer to your, to your locker room. Don't want him there. Get him out of there. Get assets for him. I don't care that he's one of the top producers out there. I don't care that he does whatever the things that you say you can do. I don't care that since he's been in the league, he's been, he, he listen, there's only there's only two other wide receivers that you can put in the same category. And one of them is Antonio Brown. The other one is Julio Jones. I don't care about all of that. He is not he is injured more than them. He's he doesn't get his his team hasn't been as far as any of them. And you know what? And this is the part I'm gonna talk about for real, for real. I'm gonna touch on. The other two aren't being caught with a white powdery substance and a cigar. And yes, I said it like that for a particular reason. A white powdery substance and a cigar. Because I am listening to the folks on ESPN, right? And I'm realizing that without confirmation, they want to make sure that they are very careful about not saying that this guy just flat out had drugs on him, Odell Beckham Jr. But what, they, what you don't realize that goes on is that they only do it for the cocaine portion of it and not the weed portion of it, ironically. And I, and, and I say this because, believe it or not, even those two things can have racial undertones. So, we continue. Let me, let me just explain to you what's going on because I don't want to go too far in, into calling this... Are putting ra any racial undertones into this? I just want some fairness here. If you're gonna have, if they, if they want to practice, if they want to practice some kind of professional restraint or tongue or or journalistic, you know, professionalism. Without confirmation, a white powdery substance cannot be called cocaine. No more so. Without confirmation that a cigar can be called a blunt. Because a cigar does not become a blunt until the addition of marijuana. You understand what I said? So, if you have to tippy-toe around calling a white powdery substance without confirmation cocaine, you should very much have to tippy-toe around Calling a cigar without confirmation a blunt until you know that it has weed in it. Because a cigar without weed does not make a blunt. I'm just saying. But nonetheless, I want him out of there. 
I want him out of there. And it makes me now, it makes us all now consider or think about what? I, this is so awesome now. Because I'm able to do the podcast while pacing up and down in the studio. Whoa, 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 in the studio. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to film live from the studio next week, I believe. We have an afternoon podcast. So I want Older Beckham God. And initially, there's really only four places that I would, I, I, I think are in consideration. For real, for real consideration. Four choices. One of them, they don't look so attractive anymore. And we'll talk about that maybe later on the show. Let's see if we ever get to it. Who knows how long the show is even going to be today? I feel like I owe you guys for them two horrific shows that were barely audible. This is the reason why you, you can't find them on the website, mightysports.net, you know, under the library for season three, you know, where I would have kept episodes 21 through 30. Nah, I don't have that in there because I didn't like them. Didn't like them. The first team I thought about was Cleveland. And for, for, for simple reasons, Cleveland has two picks in the first round. Are you telling me that the number four pick isn't worth old L. Beckham Jr. plus a pick next year or whenever? Are you telling me that the number one pick isn't worth it? If you say like, hey, we'll swap the number one and number three pick with you, you know, if you make sure that you pick X, Y, Z for us, you know? Well, who knows if, even if they have to do that. But is Odell Beckham not worth it, especially for a team like Cleveland? For a team like the Cleveland Browns that <clears throat> not only are they trying to win a game next year, they're also trying to draw some attention to themselves. And you have the number one and number four pick, which everybody assumes that you're going to pick the quarterback and then you're going to pick the running back, you know, with the number one or number four pick. But what if you were able to flip one of those picks for Odell Beckham? What if you were able to flip one of those picks for Odell Beckham and you look at all of that young talent that, they've, that they got there now, right? We, we look at, we look at, we look at the, the, the wide receiver that they got from Miami. We look at the running back that they got from San Francisco, Carlos Hyde. We look at the quarterback that they got from Buffalo, Tyrod Taylor. You look at all of that. Tyrod Taylor, Carlos Hyde, I believe it's Carlos Hyde, the wide receiver from the from the Dolphins that I can't remember his name from. I mean, I think it starts with an F. I think it has something in there. I, I could be blocking it out just because I don't like the Dolphins. I could just have a mental block when it comes to remembering their players. What is it, Devontae something? And then you add Odell Beckham Jr. With now whatever you add in the number one pick. And, like I said, if you're swapping picks. If you're swapping picks. Right? Instead of just saying like, hey... Take my number four or take my number one, you know, 
What if you say, hey, let's swap. And now you still get to keep one of your picks. And now you'll have two picks in the top four. So now you still get to get your new quarterback. Plus your new running back. And you add that with the Hyde and the old L. Beckham. And now it's all lights on Cleveland. Cleveland starts to sell tickets because they have a superstar there. They start to sell tickets because they have young stars with hope there. And then, more importantly, Cleveland starts to win games because you will actually be talented enough. Also on that list, the LA Rams. He can go to LA as the Rams have added pieces on offense now. They've added pieces on defense now. They have pieces coming back. They have pieces going away. They have pieces going sideways. And they can get one of the biggest stars in the NFL. And I'm telling you, listen, Odell Beckham may not like going to Cleveland, even though he will be the man. And if he stays in Cleveland, he will break every single record they have within three games. Right? Somewhere like that, right? About three games. <laughs> but if he goes to LA if he goes to L A I mean if you are who you say you are a superstar then have no fear the cameras are there and the microphone and they all will know old Dell Beckham Jr. in LA because it will be no different than being in New York except for you can go on your little boat topless in jeans and Tim's or surrounded by men or anytime you want because you will be in LA where the sun is shining and the weather is sweet it makes me be here in Florida with similar weather want to move my dancing feet so to the Rams he can go and he'll be happy. The Rams will be happy. Now, I don't know what the Giants get back in compensation. Of how it, it will work out for what the Rams can do. But that is one thing to think about. And it helps the Rams. As a, it helps the LA Rams as a franchise. Not for nothing. They get one of the biggest superstars in the league. They absolutely 100% get one of the biggest superstars in the league. And... They get a guy that's going to be a draw. And people will come out just to see Odell Beckham play with the LA Rams. And they're winning now? Get my horse on. Wilbur. 
Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times and dates, don't wait. Go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445. Or call 561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell them Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. So, Olaf Beckham can go to L.A. and help make L.A. as a franchise. Like, if you're worried about, oh, how do we sell tickets in L.A.? Get Olaf Beckham Jr. If you're worried about, oh, how do we get people to come out, come out and watch us? Get Olaf Beckham Jr. If, if, if you're worried about, hey, how do we fill up seats? Get, outside of winning... Get Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> he is that kind of draw. And then there's also the fact that this man has been paid. He's gotten some. Gu- he's gotten some dough. He's gotten some guap. He's he's been showed the quan. Do the quan. Do the quan. Do the quan. Do the quan. And. He can just flat out sit out. He can just flat out sit out and be like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. We're cool. I'm sitting out. And not play a game until they give him the money that he that he wants. I mean, and then there's obviously, there, there's still always... He can just go and play and stay with the Jets and get his $8 million and, <clears throat> you know, come in and play because you kind of screwed up not being able to sit out because you decided that you wanted to smoke weed every day while some chick that you know was doing white lines. But remember, white lines blow away. And if you keep this pace up, so will your career. Man, you see how long it took them to get Josh Gordon back in the league? Well, you better be lucky you ain't feeling you ain't feeling no piss test. Cause I'm guarantee you, if, if I'm them, I'm pulling you in for a piss test. And that's if they want to screw you. Like I'm pulling you in for a piss test right away. I'm not giving you time to cleanse yourself. Nope. 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 I am not. <laughs> I am not giving you that time. Nah, like, cause that's what that's what, that's what you want. That that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, 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 bro. I'll, I'll, I'll be bringing that suck in to get him tested. Because I, I really believe that you kind of have to move Olel Beckham Jr. You have to move him. And, and, you know, and it's not like there aren't teams that haven't been on the move so far this year. It, 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 it doesn't seem like, listen, listen it's, not, it's not 
Think things haven't been exciting. Like things, there hasn't been great moves, but there's been some thriller moves. There's been some things that we've seen. The Cowboys made a couple of moves, right? Which is the Cowboys made a couple of interesting moves more than anything else, because we've sat here and we've debated and we've discussed if the Cowboys and or Des Bryant. We're thinking that they were no longer fit for each other. As we know, Des Bryant is no longer putting the numbers that he was that he was putting up before. Now, granted, now we guess we have to sit look at it now and say, well, hey, what kind of receiving core does he have around him where he isn't just being always being double teamed or triple teamed or, or bracketed? But he what but what they say is going on Des Bracket is that he's not pulling away from anybody. He isn't that thriller, he isn't that stud anymore that he used to be. So what they did? They brought him a couple of studs. They brought him a couple of studs. Not only to help that Prescott out. Right, as weapons. Right, so now, now that you have at least three legitimate, you should have at least three legitimate receivers on the field at least any given time to go along with Ezekiel Elliott coming out that backfield. They added they added a wide receiver, Alan Hearns, guy used to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they also added Deontay Thompson. Don't know who Thompson played for. Now you add those two guys to Des Bryant. Now you have now you have at least a, a good little three-headed monster. Now these are three number ones. I don't know about that, but listen, Alan, Alan Horns, it's a good number two. If you got a guy like Daz to feed off of. Also, amongst those, amongst that group, we have the Rams. We have the Rams making moves out there. As we already talked about the Rams, that they should, they, they should make whatever moves it is to go with Eldon Beckham Jr. because. They've been making moves all offseason. They, 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 they've made additional moves to help solidify that backfield of theirs. To help, to help solidify themselves at cornerback and, 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 and at safety. Now you go at Indonokin Sue. That defense for LA is going to be nasty. They really should think consider about going and signing Odell Beckham Jr. Like I said, I think everybody I've mentioned should. The Cleveland Browns should make a serious push for him. The LA, to me, those are the two teams that make the, that make the most sense. Those are the two teams that make the most sense. LA because of the market and everything else that you're trying to move forward with, and also the Cleveland Browns because you're so far in the you're so far in the hole that yeah, this is the perfect person that you need there that you need right there because and also what will happen? He'll sync up with LeBron. He'll sync up with LeBron, and what will happen is that that Older Beckham Jr. will be the face of the Cleveland Browns, and and he'll be the star there, and then you'll have LeBron James over in the other corner, and 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 they'll help bring up the whole city of of Cleveland for the next five years. They both should be thinking about pulling these triggers. This uh, so the same way that the LA Rams already pulled the trigger on getting down and Dominic and Sue. But that's only after. That's only after the New York Jets had him in the in the office. And they were like, nah, Bredrim, and I want you. Go on somewhere. Your blood clot stinking tail. And your dirty mood them. Go on, dirty boy. Go on. But I want no part of you. They did that. And they sent Dominic Sue packing. What did Dominic Sue go, go and do? He said, "You know what? I think I'll go with a team that's close to me in the playoff." Because initially, what Dominic Sue said, what the Jets said is that, "Listen, he didn't fit in with their long-term plans," which means that he was trying to get some guap from us. And we were like, "I'm sorry, we ain't paying you. We barely pay attention." The Chiefs made a move for running back Damian Williams to add to that backfield of Cunt. But once again, another weapon for their young quarterback and Patrick Holmes. Mahomes. 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 
Yes. The Pats get an offensive tackle that they're gonna help. They're gonna teach their cheating ways too. The Eagles made an interesting move and added wide receiver Mike Wallace. More weapons, more weapons, more weapons. Remember, they didn't. They did also, I believe, lose Sammy. No, no, Sammy Watkins was in LA, wasn't he? I believe. I'm telling you, man, they, they, there's some things that they can do out there. And remember, I told you that there was a reason why Cleveland wasn't looking so sexy anymore. It was one particular reason. It was one particular reason. And I don't know if you heard me not mentioning when I mentioned Cleveland earlier. There's one quarterback turned wide receiver that's no longer there. That once again, if they would have been in, in, in Cleveland to go along with the running backs and, you know, the running back and, the you know, the running backs high and the wide receiver from Miami, if we would have added Odell Beckham there well with Ty Terrell Pryor, that would have been a nice three-headed monster. But Terrell Pryor isn't in Cleveland anymore. Terrell Pryor is not a New York Jet, which... You the foulest stenches in the air, the funk of forty thousand years, and grisly goons from every tomb. You <laughs> sorry. God lost my train of thought there. The New York Jets got a got to roll prior. Young wide receiver. That listen, you add to the guy Robbie Anderson. Alright, listen, you don't even have to add him to Robbie Anderson. It allowed it, it kind of allows Robbie Anderson to be expendable, because Robbie Anderson was a guy that, that made some moves last year, took the top off, took the top off of the offense a couple of times, put up some good numbers, made himself known, and then decided to drive 135 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour school in a 55 mile an hour zone or some retardedness like that. That was him. So, Robbie Anderson. Kind of making us look bad. And we don't like to look bad. You hear how I talk about Odell Beckham as a New York Giant. As a New York Jet, you're even more expendable. You haven't... Okay, Rob. Okay, Rob. We'll be fair. We'll be fair. Odell Beckham did get some chances. This was only a speeding ticket. I believe. I don't believe there was any narcotics or any intoxication involved. I don't believe that you're the guy that, that knocked his girlfriend out allegedly like the quarterback from Seattle. Huh? That's, not, that's not him. So he's still on the team. So right now, you see that they got Terrell Pryor. Don't think that Terrell Pryor is just there to be a compliment to you or you a compliment to him. Think of it as... Hey, I am fucking up. And Terrell Pryor could very well be your replacement, which I'm happy with either or. But I would rather have them two there. For whatever young quarterback that we are going to get that isn't that USC quarterback. I'll take the, US, I'll take the UCLA quarterback. Why for that? Just, just don't give me USC. We've, we've done USC. There's only so many times our butts can fumble. A pick. I dream for the day that the New York Jets get their franchise quarterback. But right now, it seems like they have been, they're making moves in the right direction. 
You know, and, and remember, they just have they just have some money. They released a bunch of players. Matt Forte retired. That that really really helped out because he was gonna eat up some dough. The fact that he decided to retire. So as it currently stands, as it currently stands, Carolina picked up two defensive backs. The Colts picked up an offensive lineman. The Lions picked up a defensive tackle and a tight end. I have to remember they just lost, they just released their tight end that they dropped a couple years ago, Eric Ebron, I believe. Talking about, talking about Eric's or E or, or, or people that has names that start with that E E. Talking about people that have names starts with E E. Big up, big up. To my boy Eric Efren. Let's say that again. Big up, big up. To my boy Eric Efren. You despicable son of a bitch, you. I saw what you did in that match. Yeah, yeah, we seen you. As 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 Eric Efron, the manager of Striker, interfered in a match with Cha Cha Charlie, and he helped Striker attain the, cha the heavyweight championship. No Breno, look at Eric. But can you? I, as much as I don't, I don't like his his, his antics, Eric Efron. Paying dividends already as the manager for Striker. It, it, it was just a couple of months ago that he caught he caught Striker in the back in the locker room after Striker came at, at, while you know while, while Striker was training and he went and he went to Striker and he told him listen me and you it can work and Striker ignored him but nah he was he, he was 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 persistent. Show a little gumption. And he kept on being persistent. Till Striker said, you know what? Fine. I'll let you be my manager. And here we are. Here we are. Less than 60 days later. And Striker is now your brand new champion. All thanks to Eric Efron. Thank you, Eric Efron. Thank you. Well, you can check out videos for Eric Efron on my YouTube page, Mighty Sports. You catch a little section for him. I call it F Eric Ebron. Efron. <laughs> so, back to the matters at hand. We're not going to waste our time and go over all of these picks that everybody has. But, you know, staying in the theme of things, I do, I do want to stay here for a while. I do want to stay here for a while in this world. As we talk about Eric Efron, right, helping his... Helping his superstar, his wrestler, get a championship belt. A lot of the players, people I'm going to mention now were already champions or helped champions or helped mold champions, help elevate champions. You know, help motivate. I said motivate already. WWE's Hall of Fame is coming up in about 30 days. And we're going to, we're going to see guys the likes of Hillbilly Jim. We're going to see guys like Double J, Jeff Jarrett. That's J E double F. J A double R E double T Jeff Jarrett. We're gonna see guys like Kid Rock. 
get inducted into the Hall of Fame. We are going to see guys like the world's strongest man and leader of the nation of domination, Sexual Chocolate, the founder of the Hall of Pain himself, Mark Henry. But what I always love, what I always love, what I always love. You're going to get a lot more out of that Hall of Fame. That's, that's just something to mention. We're gonna, we're gonna, we'll talk some more as WrestleMania gets close. As my munchkin has very much let me know that WrestleMania, WrestleMania is on her birthday. She t that's what she told me. That's what she told me. She wanted to watch, those, she wanted to watch the girls wrestle. So I put on some wrestling. She didn't even get to the girls wrestling because she wanted to watch the boys wrestle first. You know, she wanted she wanted to catch all of it. And then she realized that, oh my God. Oh my God. WrestleMania is on my birthday. Now to tell her, yep. So guess who won't be at your birthday? Because guess who will be watching WrestleMania? <laughs> but seriously, I'll be watching WrestleMania. I'm sorry, but she knows. She knows. I wouldn't miss WrestleMania for anything. Listen, it's the same niece that in one day that we're, we're playing softball, we're playing baseball, and she's going to dance practice. Like, that's her. This is this is how we, we does what we do when we do what we does. NBA also is going to have their Hall of Fame. The NBA is going to send home Jason Kidd, Grant Hill, and Mo Cheeks, just to name a few. Which is which is which is which is great company and a, and a great set of individuals to have in the Hall of Fame. Jason Kidd, a guy that was coached that was coaching just up to about thirty days ago or so. Mo Cheeks, who has been a coach in this league, and Grant Hill, who is just one of the great players that injury just completely sapped their career. And obviously, we was going to see a guy like Tracy McGrady that. Really, really, really did it, and we know that injury sapped his career. You like you you figured eventually that we'll get a guy like Grant Hill, and like because because also getting a guy like Grant Hill in there is also the perfect setup to get a guy like Penny Hardaway in there, which I'm gonna find difficult. Because like I said, for Grant Hill, at least for Grant Hill, with Grant Hill, you can fully 100 understand his contribution to the game of basketball through what he did in college when he's playing with Christian Leitner and making a half court pass to win a game to win a national championship so he'll get into basketball hall of fame what um, I can't guarantee you I know about Penny Hardaway when I say this and I and I make these kind of comparisons that this is a perfect setup for somebody like Penny Hardaway to get in is that I don't know if Perry, Penny Hardaway has that same kind of illustrious career but I do know that Penny Hardaway I do know that Penny Hardaway is one of the very few people in Orlando Magic's organization that is retired or has their jersey retired. So I wouldn't be surprised if eventually what comes up is going to be maybe Penny Hardaway in a couple years from now. 
But also remember that with Penny Hardaway brings along what he's recently done. So if they hold out on Penny Hardaway for a couple of years, just think about this. And this has popped in my head, actually. Right. As, as we talk about, hey, getting, putting a guy like Grant Hill in there is, is lining up for good to put a guy like Penny Hardaway in the Hall of Fame. If Penny Hardaway isn't in the Hall of Fame Raiders, I don't believe he is. Right. Is that Penny Hardaway just took over the coaching job in Memphis. And if Penny Hardaway could make a contribution there, Penny Hardaway can based off of being a player through college, through the NBA and now as as a coach, especially how quickly he, he rose up to coaching. Yeah. We could be talking about, let's say, like, give Penny Hardaway another five years or so, and we could be talking about Penny Hardaway as an inductee into the basketball. And that was always the key word here, Basketball Hall of Fame. As we talk about the Basketball Hall of Fame, I want to give you guys a little caveat, a, a, little, a little quick tidbit. Kamala Anthony will 100% finish his career in the top 10 in scoring of all time. Top 10 all-time scorers in NBA history. He will break into that top 10 before his career is over. Kamala Anthony is going to be a, 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 a bona fide first ballot Hall of Fame. I, I don't see any way around it. Syracuse only championship. Top 10 scorer. Three-time Olympian. Gold medal. I mean gold medal Olympian, right? I mean, he, he has done some stuff. Like The only thing he hasn't really done is, is win MVP, which is what guys like James Harden and Anthony Davis are, are thriving are thriving to do this year as, as we look at the MVP race. And, and it's so, so funny how so many guys turn it up at the end of the year. Like, we see what's going on in Portland, Portland with Damian Lillard, but Damian Lillard hasn't been consistent enough to be mentioned as... be mentioned in the MVP race but James Harden has Anthony Davis has maybe even Giannis Antetokounmpo but I don't really see him being in there but oddly very oddly very oddly there's a small part of me for some reason thinks that LeBron James even as a four seed should get that MVP because there's times I look at this team, I look what was going on, going on there. I'm like, how many people can hold their team together, from, you know, from what they've gone through? But also, also, Toronto's in first, Boston's in second, Cleveland's in third, Philly's in fourth, Indy's in, is in fourth, Washington's in fifth, is in sixth, Miami's in seventh, Milwaukee's in eighth. Who wants to play Cleveland in the first round? Who out of all of those teams do you think that Cleveland cannot seriously beat in the first round regardless if they have home court advantage or not? That's what is the tree point is, is that we said it last year that hey he like the regular season doesn't matter. I think he's gonna that's why LeBron James has to lose this year. He he can't come out the East. LeBron James can't come out the East this year. Because what if he does, what he's gonna do, what he's gonna do more than anything else as the best player in the world, he's gonna make a mockery of what the regular season is. He's gonna be like, see, the regular season doesn't matter. But at the same time, he's also going to hurt his own case. Because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen on the other end of this double-edged sword. He's going to prove his fact. He's going to prove his case that the, that the regular season doesn't matter. You can seed me anywhere that you want, 8 through 1, and I will come out of the East. And they're going to say, you know what? You're right. 
So why don't we just go away with all of this East versus West? And since it doesn't matter that much, we'll see where you come out when we just do 1 through 16. Since you happen to be so great, almighty, generous King James. I call him King James because as long as he's king, everybody gets a ring. Yes. LeBron James is like Oprah with the ring if you haven't heard. In case you haven't heard this, Natasha. LeBron James is like Oprah with the ring. Everybody gets a ring. You get a ring. You get a ring. You get a ring. You know, everybody gets a ring. So, the MVP race is dwindling down as we have less than 10 games left in the NBA. Teams trying to make their push. So we have less than... I'm talking about, we're talking about even like seven games for some of these people. But seriously, who wants to play LeBron? Like, let's, let's, just, let's just give you a couple of things that LeBron has been doing lately. As his team may not be reflecting it, right? His team may not be quite reflecting what he's doing out there. But he is. As oh, Since last time we spoke, LeBron James beat Toronto, right? As he combined for 80 points Between points Scored and assist He had 35 points 17 assists Biggest portion about that Not the fact that he has 35 points 17 assists That he had no turnovers Not, not one turnover Now, now some, no, some other notable things So, so let, let, me, let me give you this right You know what You know what You know what You know what we'll come, we'll come back to you my dude We'll come back to you Because You know Dwight Howard put up a 30 and 30. 30 points, 30 rebounds. And none of those is what I wanted. But now what's supposed to happen in the NBA? Right? As we get all of all, all these little highlights and lowlights. Go see Warriors are vulnerable. Golden State Warriors, Golden State Warriors are, are probably as vulnerable as when they lost Draymond Green in the finals against Cleveland. That's about as, as vulnerable as they are right now. Because they've lost Curry now for what seems like the fourth time this season. As his latest time, he's going to be out three to six weeks. As you see, all of these point guards now starting to go. Stephen Curry out 36 weeks with, with, with a knee injury. You see Kyrie Irving out 36 weeks with a, with a knee injury. You know, you, you see Kawhi Leonard out 36 weeks with a bruised ego. I mean, it's, you, you see Marshall Foles not answering, you know, th questions for another 36 weeks because he's super sensitive. Like, like th this is kind of where the NBA is at right now. And in the meantime, through all of this, James Harden is, gonna, is most likely going to get MVP, but LeBron James has been averaging a triple-double over the last month. Well, listen, which really only matters because, listen, James Harden hasn't put up a full triple-double for the whole season. He's kind of did it in the spurts, kind of like LeBron James is doing in this little spurt. It's like Anthony Gomez done in his little spurt. Anthony Davis done in his little spurt. You know, they've all done in a little spurt. You know, they've been spurting all over the place. Like, spurt, 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 spurt. To the window, to the wall. But... LeBron James has been playing some really brilliant basketball, and he's been flashy with it, and he's been cocky with it, and and it's, and it's been entertaining more than anything else, and 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 I, and I think that's what's been the best part about it is that it's been really, 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 really entertaining to watch. 
what LeBron has been doing because it makes me excited for the playoffs because I want to see what he's going to do in the playoffs. For one of the few times, I am super excited to see what Cleveland LeBron James is going to do in the playoffs. Not even from a losing standpoint, just in general, I am intrigued because I believe that LeBron James can get to the finals from any position in the Eastern Conference Championship, in the Eastern Conference playoffs, right? But I also believe that if he does that, he hurts himself because then he proves two things. He proves that it doesn't matter where he's seated at in the East. But I think that's where that's the key word. It doesn't matter where he's seated at in the East. And it's gonna get interpreted as it doesn't matter as it doesn't matter where you're seated at, period. And you are gonna be the catalyst for change. LeBron James for the next NBA PA president. But folks, before we go anywhere, before we go any further, before we go any further, before we go any further, we're gonna we gotta take a quick moment out. We're gonna have one of our sponsors come and bless us with our time. Or come and bless us with a break more than anything else. And then when we come back from hearing from the DJ from the Miami Heat, next after that, we're gonna hear about the Miami Heat. That and more than Mighty Sports Podcast. We get back. I'm the host, Talon. To ma te la. Stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again? Well, stop worrying and stop thinking and head down to Capone's Nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room so you can start dancing and start drinking. And we understand, some of you may be an introvert, so you may want to start drinking so you can start dancing. But regardless of what you do, you make sure you do that with DJ Scepter. That's every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. But wait, there's more. Trying to figure out what to do on a Wednesday? Yes, hump day? You'll find DJ Sept at O'Malley's from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's right there on 441 between Coconut Creek and Royal Palm Boulevard. DJ Scepter plays everywhere that you want to be. Whether that's a birthday, wedding, bar mitzvah, kinsneta, proms, corporate events, bachelor or bachelorette parties. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just send a simple email to bookings at djscepter.com. That's B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm so your host, Donald Tomatella. If you're still listening, you listen on the Mighty Radio Dynet, Mighty Sports Dynet, 247 dot TV, actually. Was that too fast? So I still down? Yeah, I'm back. This is your host, Donald Tomatella. If you are still listening, it means you're listening right here on MightySports.net or MightyRadio.net 
or you're catching the real on 247miami.tv, tune in radio, or mixalot.com. Yeah, you can find it there too. We're everywhere. We are everywhere that you want to hear podcast. That is. Oh, man, this is this is this is as you guys know, probably my favorite portion of the show, and it's and it's always too short because it's always at the end, or it's or some other part where it doesn't get its 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 real time. But I feel like this is gonna be the very last time that we do this for basketball for so much. But you know what? There's gonna be one team that we're gonna be able to talk about at least. So let's get right into it. Seven one eight. Matter of fact, three oh five. Sipping on a scissor. We just did it, we did it. We did it, we did it. We so far from finish. I brought you right back just so we can relive it. And what? It is, as you all know, if you know, this is the push on the show where I get to talk New York and Miami sports. So before we go any, 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 any further, let's 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 get some of these highlights out of the way. Let's 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 get some of those moments out of the way because some things happened. I mean, some things happened. Like, did you guys catch? Did you guys? Oh, baby. How the Heat beat the Cavs without everybody on their team. <laughs> I mean, like, the Miami Heat almost had nobody on their team. Now, granted, 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 granted. In that game, very early on in that game, first quarter, mind you, Kevin Love took an elbow to the chops. They had to take him back, and they had to take him back into the back, into the back of the back of the back of the back of the back. And they had to check him out to make sure that... He did not have a concussion. But, man, did you guys see the Miami Heat beat, beat, I mean, really, really beat Spank, mind you, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And while that was happening, while they were getting spanked, there was another spanking going on. I mean, because the Knicks are always getting spanked, but. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. We had Trey Burke. Yes, folks, the guy that was in the D League earlier this year. Put up 46 in an overtime loss to the Charlotte Hornets. Well, Kimball Walker ended up putting like 20 points in overtime alone. Like that. That are the highlights of this past week between our Knicks and our Heat. But, but there's more. Of course there's more. So it's more. So let's give it to you. Let's give it to you. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Miami Heat also took on the Oklahoma City Thunder. They lost at Oklahoma City 105 to 99. 
as Oklahoma City continues to push on as they continue right now. The last time we checked, they were fourth right now in the West. Only about one game ahead of not just New Orleans, not, not just San Antonio, but also Minnesota. Well, more like a game and a half above Minnesota. As it seems like Portland is really, really, really trying hard. As we talked about Damian Lillard making a push at the end of the season. Really trying his trying to push it to the limit, basically. But trying his bestest. To keep his team stuck in that number three spot. Which I don't know how much you want to stay there because that's a first round that's a first round matchup with San Antonio. But who knows? It must be a first round matchup with Minnesota. Maybe Utah? We're gonna stick with Minnesota San Antonio. Right, following that loss to Oklahoma City, they also drop another one to the Indiana Pacers. As they dropped that one, 113 to 107, as Victor Oladipo went off as he has been going off ever since he has left from under the tutelage of Russell Westbrook. And then, as you thought that he was going to get swept for the week, as you thought Cleveland was going to come in there like the big bad wolves they were, after the Miami Heat went into Oklahoma City and they got their straw house blown down. Then they went, sorry, they went to Oklahoma City. Then they went, then they went into Indiana. And they got their wood house blown down. They came back to Miami. Where they have their brick house. And LeBron James came in there like the big bad wolf he does. Pumping his chest, stomping his feet, and blowing. <sighs> and he couldn't budge him. The Miami Heat won that game 98 to 79. A 20. They held him down to less than 80 points, folks. As the Miami Heat in this coming week. On Thursday, they're going to take on, which is tonight, they're going to take on the, the Buffalo side of Buffalo. They're going to take on the Chicago Bulls, who we expect them to, to beat because the Bulls are tanking. They're also going to take on, after that, on the third, they're going to take on the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm going to pick Brooklyn to win because, you know what? Only because, only because they've struggled to play against Brooklyn this whole entire year. So we're going to see if Brooklyn could, get, could finish this one three out of four. Also, after that, we're going to get... Atlanta is going to come in here on the third. That's a Tuesday. And I expect them to win against Atlanta as well. So hopefully this week we're going to see Miami, you know, turn their ways around and win two out of their next three games. But following that, following them, following them is a team that is as sorry as the warm side of the pillow that you are avoiding. We have the New York Knicks, folks. And as I told you that Trey Burke did manage to drop um, a 20-point game. That's all that happened, that managed to happen. Now, kind of like the Miami Heat, the New York Knicks managed, 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 managed out of these three games. They did manage to squeak away one victory. So, very first game they had on was, they took on was with Minnesota. And they and that, that was a close game as we keep seeing the Knicks playing these, these close games. They play hard. They play like they have some attitude. They play like they want to win some games. They just play like they're missing one or two key pieces, like a 7-3 center that can shoot threes and block shots from Latvia but that's a different story well I think she also said next season too this doesn't be bad for two seasons get two good lottery picks so lose to Minnesota 108 to 104 
in New York. Which doesn't really matter. New York Knicks lose everywhere. But then he going to Washington. Yeah, yeah, you're in Washington. Yeah, how my, my, my voice is going high pitch. You must know something good is probably going to happen right there. You're in Washington. <laughs> they went into Washington. And they managed to eke away a victory 101 to 97 over the Washington Wizards. The Washington Wizards team that is still without John Wall, mind you. But that's still no excuse for them to lose to the New York Knicks in Washington. That's no excuse. Now, granted, John Wall is, is very soon to come back. He is now traveling with his team. And he feels like he has something to prove to his teammates. Not the league, not the critics, not himself, not the doctors, not his fans, not his family, not his mama, to his teammates. Because he heard them <laughs> chirping. <laughs> so, the Knicks beat him. Let's find a way to beat him. 101.97. And then the game that we just talked about. They played Charlotte. This game went into overtime. This game had a combined score of 275, 265, my mistakes. Knicks lost, 137 to 128. Trey Burke, yeah, folks, put up 46. A guy that was in the D-League early this year, but also a guy that was drafted top 10, if I'm not mistaken, top seven in the NBA draft. There has, but things just hasn't fell his way. Let's hope he can find a place in the Knicks. Listen, I take him and Michael Beasley all day long as, as, as returning players. They lost that game, 137-128. Double in overtime. Folks, that's the show. I do appreciate you guys that have been listening because if you've been listening for the last two hours, yeah, two hours and longer, that means you heard the prep for this as well as we were testing out the audio. So I, I thank you, as, as I always do. Thank you for taking out, taking out the time to listen. I, so as I, I thank you, I, I just want to leave you with this. Thank you, please. One, not only do you, I, I beg you to stay tuned, but please stay blessed. And for the life of you. Just know that you can adjust. You can, you can, you can, you can just attack things as they come. But don't stress. Do not stress. And in the words of Wale, and on an album that I have grown to love and almost use as inspiration in, in, in bits and pieces. But let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. And I'm out here. Whew. That's a long show. Wait, where's, where's, where's my outro music? What are you doing that back there? You guys gotta be faster than this. You guys gonna make it sound like an announcement. Sorry, it's, boys. Exactly. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together Fix again. It. It's garbage. Look at this garbage. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My, 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 my,
And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Already in progress.